Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Look, all of us who are writers would love to say that the final product that you see on screen was what we always intended from the very beginning and absolutely no notes were ever needed ever. Ah, one of these days, that'll be true. I'm Sean Ferrick for Trek Culture, and here are ten Star Trek episodes that started as something completely different. Before I go on, I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who has liked and subscribed to our channel. Please don't forget to like and subscribe. It really, really helps us grow. The more you subscribe, the more videos we can do. You are awesome. Let's get to it. Number ten, In the Pale Moonlight. The early ideas for In the Pale Moonlight actually centred on Jake Sisko rather than Captain Sisko. In the first draft, the writers took inspiration from the 1964 Gulf of Tonkin incident, during which a North Vietnamese gunship allegedly attacked a US naval vessel, effectively beginning the Vietnam War. Another influence was the Watergate scandal. In this version, Jake would discover something about First Minister Shikar, a secret about his actions during the occupation that would threaten to destabilise the Bajoran government. Here, Captain Sisko would attempt to block Jake from publishing the story. In the next draft, Jake is trying to secure an interview with Garrick, who is dismissive and does not want to be interviewed. Jake approaches his father to put pressure on the Kardashian who instead tells his son to drop the matter. Only then does Jake discover that Garrick and Sisko are plotting to bring the Romulans into the Dominion War. Ronald D. Moore did a final rewrite on the script that omitted Jake entirely and instead left the focus entirely on Ben and his log. Most will agree that, despite the strong inspirations that featured Jake, Avery Brooks's performance was enough to carry this episode and beyond. Number 9. The Sound of Her Voice The Sound of Her Voice is the penultimate episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine's sixth season, with Captain Lisa Cusack changing the entire crew of the USS Defiance outlook on everything. Though she only exists over subspace, she speaks to each member of the team one by one, helping them to realise some issues that need resolving, along with helping others to appreciate what they have. The original idea for the story was quite different. In that version, Sisko was to pick up a call through a subspace radio, though he is aboard the station for the entire episode. This woman is also speaking through time. However, rather than a couple of years, as in the final version, this woman is from 1940. Over time, Sisko grows closer and closer to this woman from the past, though she has no idea she's speaking to the future. Eventually, they fall in love. Writer Ronald D. Moore was the first to point out that there were serious issues here. For example, how would the episode handle Sisko's relationship with Cassidy Yates, with whom he was already deeply involved? The idea was reworked, even going so far as to include Penny Johnson in the final episode, almost like an apology. Number 8. The Child The Child is the first episode of the second season of Star Trek 
the next generation. The story revolves around an alien lifeform impregnating Deanna Troy so it can experience life through the eyes of a corporeal lifeform. Ian, as Troy names the boy, is born, ages and dies, all within a matter of hours. The script originated as part of Star Trek Phase 2. This was the abandoned series that was replaced by Star Trek The Motion Picture. It would have dealt with the ongoing adventures of the original Enterprise, although post-refit. In that script, Lieutenant Ilea, who appeared in the motion picture, played by Persis Combata, would be the one to become the mother to Ian. However, in that version of the script, the Enterprise herself would have become pregnant too. Ian would have been a baby girl named Erska here. The child would also have posed issues for the Enterprise, but rather than weakening the hull as Ian does, Erska would have been the focus of an alien cylinder that posed problems only she could solve. The original script by Jaron Summers and John Pavel was rewritten by Morris Hurley. It was used because of the Screenwriters Guild strike of 1988. Number 7. Barge of the Dead This episode was one of the two written for Star Trek Voyager by veteran Ronald D. Moore, though it originated as part of his tenure on Deep Space Nine. The basic plot of this story would have shown in Soldiers of the Empire, though the story was effectively chopped in half, with Barge of the Dead being one of them. In Moore's original story idea, Soldiers of the Empire would still feature Worf, Martok and the crew of the IKS Rataran. They would still be assigned to rescue the mission, though here it would have been a colony. When they arrived, they would find all of the inhabitants missing. Nearby, there was a lake covered with a mysterious fog. As they approach it, a boatman appears and offers to take them to Grethor. Once inside, they find one of Martok's friends who wants them to take him with them. Even more shockingly, they find Worf's late father, Moog. Ira Stephen Bear nixed the idea, opining that it was too late in the season to deal with such heavy themes of life, death and the great beyond. He also felt that trying to show the day-to-day -day workings of a Klingon bird of prey was enough on its own without trying to sandwich these ideas together. The ideas were split apart and Barge of the Dead went to Voyager. Number 6. Devil's Due. Devil's Due, a fourth season episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, is a similar entry to The Child. It too was recycled script from Star Trek Phase 2, although this one actually predates both The Next Generation and Phase 2, as it was one of Gene Roddenberry's original suggestions for Star Trek The Original Series. In the episode, the being Ardra appears on Ventrax 2. The planet is in chaos as she reveals herself to be their devil, returning to take her due from a contract signed millennia ago. There follows a trial, several depictions of Satan throughout the Star Trek universe, and some standard seduction of Jean-Luc Picard. In the original script, the female Ardra character was a male entity named Comether. The planet was named Neutera and Kirk was to serve as the defender of the people. The Enterprise's computer would have served as the judge. Though the original episode would have worked nicely, the edits allowed for a fantastic interplay between Ardra and Picard, along with the cold open that features Data playing Ebenezer Scrooge on the holodeck. Overall, this episode benefited from the rewrite and the up. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Number five, yesterday's enterprise. Yesterday's Enterprise saw several versions before the final script was submitted. In the televised episode, the Enterprise C is brought into the future during a pivotal moment in the Federation-Klingon relations, leading to a decades-long war between the two powers. The ship must return to the battle despite now having the knowledge that it's a suicide mission. Tasha Yar, who had not been killed in this timeline, accompanies them. The first idea of the story featured a classic Enterprise arriving, with Captain Richard Garrett commanding. Their presence would cause no issues to the timeline, though Picard had to deal with the moral dilemma of sending them home. Another idea was vastly different. It involved the Guardian of Forever and a Vulcan team who travelled back to the time of Surak but have accidentally caused his death. This led to the Vulcan race never achieving enlightenment, allowing them to become something akin to the Romulan Star Empire. The climax of that story saw Ambassador Sarek going back to take the place of Surak, thus setting history straight again. Several elements of this story were retained. Yar, rather than Sarek, is the contemporary who goes back to the past, which allowed for the character to receive a far better send-off. Later, Deep Space Nine would borrow the Sarek idea in the two-part episode Past Tense, where Commander Sisko took on the role of Gabriel Bell. Number four, Whispers. Whispers had a number of influences along the way, though it originally began as a very different episode. It was always due to focus on O'Brien, but the first version of the script saw him waking up one morning to find Keiko and Molly had vanished during the night. He then discovered that no one on the station seemed to know who he was. After doing some digging, he discovers that there is a Chief O'Brien in Starfleet, though he is still serving aboard the Enterprise D. When the story went to the writer's room, no one was much interested in the amnesia who is O'Brien story. They then switched things around, looking to the 70s film The Parallax View, starring Warren Beatty, for inspiration. This allowed them to dial up the paranoia while bringing in the political themes that appear later in the script. Iris Stephen Bear ultimately looked at the episode as Invasion of the Body Snatchers from the Body Snatchers' point of view. He thought there was a tragedy to the idea that the replacement had no idea about the true nature of their existence. Writer Paul Robert Coyle also managed to sneak in a reference to Ridley Scott's Blade Runner as well, with the replacement O'Brien being called a replicant. Number 3. Dear Doctor Dear Doctor is an early episode of Enterprise in which the ship comes into contact with the planet that contains two species living in a kind of harmony. They are the Valakians and the Menk, with the former being the more advanced of the two. However, they are stricken with an illness that they've not been able to find a cure for, so they ask Archer for warp drive technology to allow them to seek their own resolution. The episode ends with the revelation that the Valakians aren't sick, they're all dying due to a flaw in their DNA. They've reached the end of their evolution, with the Menk now destined to become the dominant species on the planet. Flocks reveals to Archer that he has a cure, though Archer decides not to help them, believing that it is not their place to alter the natural development of a planet. In the original version of the story, Phlox still finds the cure, but he keeps it to himself. This, actor John Billingsley believed, was a crucial part of his development as a character. It was Phlox's convictions over Archer's insistence that means the Valakians didn't receive the cure. The network demanded the ending be changed, as, in Billingsley's opinion, they simply wanted the crew to be in place to support Archer. Number two. Far Beyond the Stars. This sixth season episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine is often near the top of voters' best episode lists, and for good reason. The seminal episode deals with the theme of racism and oppression brutally, while still keeping the magic of sci-fi. It walks a very fine line, though is an absolute triumph. However, writer Mark Scott Zickery's original pitch featured Jake Sisko as the main protagonist. In this version of the story, Jake really would travel through time to the 1950s, where he would meet a group of struggling writers. The reveal at the end would be an alien who simply wanted to investigate how 
humans responded to certain situations. Iris Stephen Bear liked the premise, though he wasn't interested in having Jake be the lead. He switched it to Ben Sisko, introducing the theme of racism. He then went back to Zikri and asked him to work on a new version of the story with this in mind. Zikri then handed in a draft that features Michael Dorn's characters, not as a baseball player, but as a boxer. He was seeing a white woman, which infuriated the racist policeman, who subsequently beat him to death, replacing the death of Jimmy that appears in the episode. Also in this version, Armin Zimmerman's character was inspired by Benny's breakdown to publish the Cisco story anyway. Number one, the city on the edge of forever. Harlan Ellison famously authored and disowned after it was completely rewritten this classic episode of Star Trek. His initial story didn't feature Dr. McCoy at all. Instead, he wrote a crewman named Beckwith who was dealing drugs to the crew of the Enterprise. Beckwith murdered a fellow crewman named Lebec before escaping to the planet that the ship was orbiting. There, he travels through a temporal vortex operated by a race of beings known as the Guardians. This causes the Enterprise to vanish with a ship full of vicious pirates, the Condor, taking its place. Kirk and Spock then travel back to stop him, arriving in 1930 Chicago rather than New York, with the help of Edith Kostler and a legless World War I veteran named Trooper who dies at the climax of the story, they are able to save history. However, Edith is still marked for death in this version. Kirk is unable to bring himself to let her die, which leads Spock to step in and prevent him from acting, much as Kirk prevents McCoy in the final draft. With history set straight, Kirk is a broken man by the end. Spock attempts to console him by telling him that no other woman was offered the universe for love. As for Beckwith, he escapes from Spock and jumps through the temporal vortex, only to end up caught in the loop, arriving and falling into a supernova again and again for all eternity. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer after for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details.